Sports Talk Chicago, back at it here. John Zaglul, John Meadows, directing and producing. What a great interview. What a great time with head coach Jay Gruden. Uh, coach was a great interview. There was so much that we learned there. And um, I'm appreciative of everybody, everybody for tuning in. Certainly appreciative to him for his time. Uh, we learned a lot. We heard a lot. And uh, we're going to be talking about a lot in terms of Bears and Commanders stuff I want to make a quick announcement here, too. Uh, So first of all, you can follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Really want to get this out there before we forget. Big news for Sports Talk Chicago. I'm sure many of you have saw the um, press release that I put out all over on social media. The Sports Talk Chicago syndication network is here. We are now regionally syndicated on six stations six stations across chicagoland across illinois and indiana we added two more we want to give them a big shout out and a big thank you to wkan and kankakee and 105.5 the ticket sports radio 105.5 the ticket down in kankakee and wilmington that's our first all sports station that we're on we're sharing the airwaves with all the great all the greats on fox sports radio which i listen to very often many of them have come on this show mike Harmon, jonas knox we're on with them now out there in Wilmington, in addition to our great and loyal affiliates that we've had already, Cities 92.9 Talk FM in Bloomington, AM 1230 WJOB, Gen TV, and ACTV in Aurora. Uh, This is a historic day for the program. This is a historic day for the company at large. I just want to thank everybody, all of our affiliates, for saying yes to putting us on and letting us do what we do every week. And a huge thank you to all of you, for tuning in and continuing to support this independently syndicated grassroots program without your support, without your viewership, without your audience numbers and metrics that we track, this wouldn't be happening. So it's a huge testament to all of you for always hanging out with us and always uh, hanging here with us and being fans of us. And I want to give another special shout out. I don't know if he's going to like this or not, but John Meadows directing and producing um you guys may not see or don't know john runs all the graphics here that you see on the screen john helps cut up stuff in terms of videos and audio and obviously he's running all the live streams that we do the one now the one we do on sundays for bears games and throughout the year he helps me produce gives me good ideas we always workshop and talk uh we wouldn't be in this position today in terms of expansion without him i was doing it alone and we were having some fun but in terms of actually getting serious about stuff John made all that possible. I want to give a big shout out to him for doing all the good and hard work behind the scenes to make all this stuff happen. So please hit him up in the chat and congratulate him because he is a big deal and he's a big reason why we are where we are here today. Want to get into a couple of things Bears related. There's been so much going on, so much we're going to try and discuss. We're going to try and cram in here Uh, in these next, what, 15, 20 minutes? And we're going to talk about what Poles said, what Ryan Poles said, what's going on. I mean, there's so much happening here. Now, Ryan Poles had a press conference today. To his credit, don't want to kill him too much, Ryan Pace never did press conferences during the season. I give Ryan Poles a lot of credit for coming out and speaking out about a lot of things that have been going on. Now, you heard what Coach Gruden said there in the background. We're going to say it here, too. It doesn't make any sense if... The Bears are going to bring in Montez Sweat for a half a year, then get rid of him or lose him because his contract's going to be up. And that's a very good and fair point. and something that we all need to consider and um, keep in mind. 
It was a big swing by Ryan Pauls, very much so. And I appreciate the proactiveness. A lot of people didn't like this trade and too much giving up. I totally understand that stuff. But here's what I'll say in terms of giving him some sort of credit. At least he's out there trying. Now, why acquire Montez Sweat when you're quote-unquote tanking this year, or at least when you suck this year and you're not playing well? That's beyond me. But if they have plans to extend him, they have plans to keep him around for the long haul, give him a big contract and keep him here, I don't see the harm in acquiring him for a second-round pick. I could guarantee you this, and maybe I'll regret these words later, but I'll tell you what, it will not go as bad as the Chase Claypool thing. I hope not, at least. But I really don't think it's going to go as bad as the Chase Claypool stuff. Bowles came out also and said that he wants to retain uh, Jalen Johnson. He said he wants to keep Johnson around. So I don't know what that means in terms of actually getting the deal done. I don't know what that means in terms of money, where everybody stands and what's happening. But Bowles did come out and say he wants to keep Jalen Johnson. We're going to cover that and see how that goes. Obviously, Johnson requested a trade. Didn't get it. Now he's still on the team as kind of a lame duck guy until the end of the year. That move by Johnson was dumb, by the way. Tell you what, if you think you're such a great corner, or you know, you're such a great player in the secondary, why are you giving up a quick eight-yard slant touchdown pass last weekend? If you're so elite and so good, why are you playing like that? Why are you making mistakes of that nature? Tell you what, man, there were a couple of years ago, everybody was criticizing Jalen Johnson. Now, all of a sudden, he's some stud, unbelievable corner. I don't buy it, and I don't know if he's worth what he's asking for. And by asking for a trade, which people may not see or understand, the problem with that is this. Now, the relationship soured, and they could all come out and say, we're fine, everything's okay, he didn't mean it, whatever they tried to say. The fact is, he asked for a trade, he asked to leave. He didn't want to be on this team anymore. Did not want to be here, didn't want to deal with that. They kept him. Now he's here. So now what? They're going to sign him to an extension to keep him around? It's going to be pretty damn awkward, don't you think? If I ask, hey, I want to leave here, and then you give me money, and then I stay, it's weird. It's just, it, it's a weird situation. There could be underlying tension. That's not a good negotiating tactic, you know? Good negotiating tactic would be, hey, I'm going to be a free agent. This team offered me tons of money. Are you going to offer me the same amount of money? Okay, great. Not, I want out of here. Get me out of here. Not a good negotiating tactic. Now he's going to be here for the rest of this season. I would be surprised if Johnson does return. That's just me. You come out and say you want to trade, and then all this stuff happens. I would be surprised if he sticks around. I really want to get into this, too. Matt Eberflus. Here's an article from NBC Sports Chicago, and polls addressed this. Bears GM Brian Poles explains why he still supports head coach Matt Eberflus. He still supports him, apparently. Here's what Poles said. Quote, what I see every day when I, where I, let me try that again. Quote, what I see every day, where I see him address the team and I see his approach through adversity, it is stable, man. We'll get to that in a second. He said, quote, I know in the outside world it doesn't look like that. I know it looks like we're far away, but this dude comes in every day and just keeps chipping away. He is high integrity. I don't want to blame only Eberflus because this is an organizational problem, okay? This is not just an Eberflus rant. Don't worry. I think he's a nice guy off the field. Integrity. Let's talk about what integrity is. Let's talk about what integrity means in the context of what Ryan Poles is talking about. Okay, integrity, according to, the, according to the definition, here's the definition of integrity, okay? The quality of being honest, 
and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. So it's a morality thing. It's an honesty thing. That's integrity. Now, ask yourself, does Matt Eberflus, this coaching staff, this team, this administration, do they have integrity? Let me let me think here. We have two coaches who've resigned or been fired midseason and have both been, and this is fully true, reported to HR because of it too. Whatever they did, whatever anybody wants to say or keep quiet, it's been reported to HR. That's a fact. Okay? That doesn't sound like integrity to me. And when asked repeatedly about the situation, Matt Eberflus and company say nothing. Oh, it was uh, inappropriate conduct. They're gone. But what really happened? Well, we don't really know. How's Justin Fields doing? He's doing okay. He's progressing. There's never any specifics. It's lie after lie, or at least if not lie, half-truth, half-truth. We'll give you a little bit here, a little bit there, and then we're going to shut up and good luck. Does that sound like integrity? No. That's not integrity. (laughs) This, I would argue, is the least year of integrity for the Bears. This is the worst I've ever seen it in terms of integrity. How do you have two coaches, one of them a senior coach, a defensive coordinator, resign midseason, mysterious circumstances, nobody says a word. That's not integrity. That's not honesty. That's not morality. That's a joke. I don't know what the hell Ryan Poles was saying today. Got to remember, too, you know, Ryan Poles hired Matt Eberflus. He's not going to throw him under the bus, but I'll tell you what, by the end of this year, his ass better be gone for good. Not a personal attack. Not, I hate Matt Eberflus, but I'll tell you what, Ryan Poles is dead wrong on this. Oh, it looks weird outside. Yeah, it does look weird, but it's stable internally. No, it's not. You just let go of coach this morning, the running backs coach, who's reported to HR. Nobody knows why. This isn't stable. This isn't good. This isn't integrity, is it? Or is the definition of integrity in question now? Integrity is morality. It's honesty. I just read you the definition. This is not integrity. It's not. When Pauls was asked again about integrity... He said this, quote, we have expectations here. This comes from me, Kevin Warren, George McCaskey, and Matt Eberflus. If you don't meet those expectations of how you move around this building and how you treat people, how you talk to people, how you act, you don't belong here. No. How were you there in the first place? That's the real question. Why are you discovering now that all these people shouldn't be there? Didn't you establish a culture last year when you were here? On the team, hired, you're not a rookie GM, and he's not a rookie head coach. You knew about this stuff for about a year, year and a half, till you fired people now, or people are resigning midseason, or whatever the language they want to say and spin around, okay? Whatever the fact is, whatever the case is, these guys are gone. Alan Williams is gone. David Walker, running backs coach, gone. Both of them, in terms of HR stuff, too. They were both reported to HR within the Bears organization. There is nothing that shows me that there's integrity there. When Poles was asked about Eberflus vetting his staff members, here's what Poles said. Get this. The people that Eberflus brings in here, he's done the work to make sure that they're the people they're supposed to be. Really? Again, we hold that standard. If it doesn't follow that, people aren't acting that way. They're not here. But the way he holds everything down here is incredible for how loud it is, how tough it is. Can I mention 
that the reason why it's loud and tough is because you did it to yourselves. And I'm not even talking about the Justin Fields and Tyson Bajant and quarterback and even on the field play. Let's talk about Allen Williams and Walker. Let's talk about what they're doing behind the scenes. You know why it's loud? Because you guys aren't being honest. And nobody knows what happened. I still don't know what happened to Allen Williams. I have no clue where he is. Remember his attorney went on the radio and all this stuff? Where is he now? I have no clue. His attorney's gone. I haven't heard anything. I've heard nothing. Walker today, HR complaint, gone. Heard nothing. That's not integrity, and that's not vetting your staff. Bulls also talked about the Bears playing. He said, quote, this team, you watch them, they fight. I know this past weekend wasn't great, but you can't watch that team and be like, oh, they're going to fold. Most teams fold, and they're not folding. It's been hard. It's been really hard, especially from where we started last year, trying to build this and do it the right way. Well, I'll tell you what, Ryan, you're also on thin ice, and he's not going to get fired, don't worry, because at the end of the day, he didn't draft Justin Fields, and that's going to be his claim to fame to getting his own quarterback, getting his own head coach, and sticking around. So Ryan Poles ain't going anywhere. But I'll tell you what, he is complicit in what Matt Eberflus has done. He is complicit in what's been occurring here on the Chicago Bears. I want to quickly end here. We have a couple of minutes left. A quick preview on the Bears and Saints game coming up this weekend. Saints playing for a lot here as they have a share right now, although they don't have the tiebreaker of the NFC South division lead. So the Saints are actually playing for a lot. They're doing okay. They're not great, but they're not playing horribly. Right now, that division is so weak that they're in the thick of things at 4-4. Four and four. Derek Carr is back from injury. He's playing okay. 87.6 passer rating. Not perfect, but all right. Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams all running the ball extremely well. Extremely well. Especially Taysom Hill. Ironically enough, who's done great. The Saints have the ninth-best defense in football, too. Think about that in terms of Tyson Bajant and the Bears. And this is nothing against Tyson Bajant, but this guy's going to be a career-long backup. He's going to face a top-10 defense. Justin Fields won't be, but Tyson Bajant will be. That's pretty interesting. And I'm very curious to see how he plays in general against this great defense. Maybe he'll shock the world. And if he does, that's even a further credit to him considering who they're facing. But I'll tell you what, I'm not expecting anything good. The Bears right now stand at 2-6. and six. The Saints are 4-4. Four and four. The Saints have so much to play for. The Bears, not so much, unless you want to count Matt Eberflus keeping his job, maybe? I don't know. The Bears have the 28th best defense in football entering play. Tyson Bajant will start again. Deontay Foreman and Roshan Johnson are going to be in the thick of things in the run game. I hope Bayless Jones Jr. is inactive. I don't know why he hasn't been cut yet. <laughs> I don't know why he's still there, but that's beyond me. And we'll see if D.J. Moore could uh, pick up and have a nice game after a couple of down games, not because of him, but because no one's thrown him the football, no one's targeting him. There are so many confounding factors as to why nothing is happening there. This is not going to be a pretty game, in my opinion, for the Bears. I don't think this is going to be a huge success or something that they could hang their hats on here. I'm not expecting anything positive. I'm not expecting anything amazing. I think it's going to be tough. I don't buy any good things that are going to come from this. As far as the final score goes, I don't think the Bears are going to score much. I think they're going to lose this game and lose it in a decent fashion. Even though Derek Carr is turnover prone, because the Saints defense is so good, they're just going to overcome anything that he could possibly do wrong. 
think the Bears are going to lose this one 24 to 10. And it should be 24 to 3, but they're going to score a garbage time touchdown. 24 to 10, the Bears fall to New Orleans is my prediction for this week. And if they lose, they'll drop to 2 and 7. On the positive for New Orleans, they'll go up to 5 and 4, get a share of the uh, NFC South Division lead. Such an interesting situation down there. I don't know if anybody saw, but they actually benched Desmond Ritter today. The Falcons did. They have a share of the lead, too. So they benched their starting quarterback, who's 4-4. Four and four. They're going to put in Taylor Heineke to try and lead them the rest of the way. Meanwhile, they're in the midst of a division title. That's an interesting situation. Hope it works out for Heineke. Obviously, a guy you could root around. If uh, Coach Gruden was here, we could have asked him about Heineke as well. That's an interesting move. But Taylor Heineke is going to be the guy now for Atlanta. And uh, the Saints have a lot to play for. The Bears don't. And that's going to be simple. Bears lose 24 to 10. They get their butts kicked. It should be 24 to 3. Quick garbage time TD thrown by Bajan to, I don't know, Cole Komet maybe. And it ends 24 to 10. Who knows? Maybe Nathan Peterman is even going to get a snap or two. <laughs> you never know, right? My goodness, this team. This is going to be interesting. How about Ryan Poles, too? Oh, man, those comments. (laughs) Ryan Poles and this team in general. There's going to be a lot of movement at the end of this year. It almost seems like we're just going through the motions here in Chicago. Another tough year and another meaningless year, it seems like, for the Bears. And as I've said throughout the longevity of this show, It's a disservice to Bears fans to have to deal with this. It's a disservice to them to deal with this drama and this off-the-field stuff and the lying and the sucking and everything going wrong all at once. I can only hope that things get better, but I'm certainly disappointed in how they're playing thus far. In it left to go, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to today's program. What a huge day. What a big day in general. Big, big, big thank you to Coach Jay Gruden for joining us here. So much insight, so much great information from his day's coach, the Commanders, his take on Justin Fields, the Bears, Montana Sweat, everything going on. Huge thank you. Big appreciation to him. Thank you to John Meadows, directing and producing. Thank you to all of you for tuning in. Thank you to our great affiliates, WKAN, 105.5 The Ticket, ACTV, Cities 92.9 FM, WJOB, and Jed TV. We got them all in there. And thank you to all of you. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that like button. And if you missed any of this program, don't worry. We podcasted all of it. Go to sportstalkchicago.com. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcast provider. The show is going to be chopped up into segments. You'll get the full interview with Coach Gruden. Everything's going to be right there at your fingertips and conveniently located for all of you. Tune in and watch. Uh, Join us next week right here on Sports Talk Chicago for more great Chicago sports talk. And join us every Sunday as we do live streams of every Bears game on YouTube only. Until next time, thank you for listening and watching. So long, everybody.